Hello everyone, and welcome to the second episode of the Another Green Podcast, just a fun podcast series that me and Bradley are doing. Last time we talked about a couple of interesting topics, we talked about... You horror, can't remember any of them. Horror, I, I can remember <laughs> some of them. I was, I was mildly high and drunk, but we talked about we talked about horror idea based on being trapped in a room. We talked about... What else did we talk about? We talked about Rick and Morty. We talked uh, about Rick and Morty. Season 5, episode 1 to 3. Mm. Which we'll touch on. We will. The, later, the latest one. We'll also be talking about a leaked episode. So, major spoilers for an upcoming episode when you get to that point. I'll let you know now. Yeah. But to start off with, I think... Uh, I think we'll start off with some, some recent shit. We'll start with talking about Black Widow. So we watched that. Me and you watched that together. We did. And I thought, while watching it, I mean, at first, um, at first it seemed, you know, it seemed it seemed cool. But I think as as it as it went on, um, you know, it started yeah. to it started to go downhill. It did. It really did. It I started thought, to go downhill. See, from the beginning, it was fe- like the first act. It felt very civil war to me, which is a compliment because I think civil war is a pretty good yeah. MCU movie. Yeah. But when it started, it's practical, and I don't hate her character or anything. But when her and Yelena finally meet up, uh, Florence Pugh's character, the blonde one, yeah, it kind of yeah, it starts to go in a different direction that doesn't really work for it. And then the third act is just balls to the wall, Marvel, you know. You know, yeah. I think, man, yeah. There were just so many holes that I picked in it as we went through, especially with like, why were all of the people that he hired, you know, the what was what was the main antagonist's name? Well, they're called um, they're just called widows. Or do you mean Taskmaster specifically? Taskmaster, the one with kind the, of the yeah, the Taskmaster. Mask. I felt they could have put more effort into that character to kind of explain the backstory of the character to explain why it was there, why it was the taskmaster, you know, why, why it was his daughter and like, you know, but they didn't, it was just, you know, we might need a new lighter. We need lighter. a new lighter. Do you not? Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, they didn't really explain why it was his daughter. They were just like, oh yeah, it's his daughter. <laughs> they just revealed that. Um, didn't really, didn't they like, you know, I suppose they didn't have to, you know, they didn't have to reveal any of that if they were lazy, which I think they were. And they didn't really, they didn't really delve into any of the things that they could have delved into. Um, and also, why were all of the people that he hired to be widows women? Why were they women? Like, and his reason was, what was it? He had that amazing line. And when I say amazing, I mean amazingly cringe. Where he's mm. like, I used the most, I used the resource the world has simply too much of. Girls, <laughs> like, like oh that. man, yeah, like they, they just, I don't know. It was, it was like they, uh, they were like, okay, all the characters are gonna be women, you know, yeah. righteous cause. I don't have a problem with that, but they just decided to not, not explain why. It was like, okay, we, we can't really be bothered to like delve into the reasons why they. We can't be bothered to go into giving an interesting, you know, sort of backstory. I did, I did read why. one possible fan theory about it because they they bring up the pheromones 
think about it. And the idea there was that maybe the female. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's cool. That's cool. That that's would be, not, that would that's, be really, that was something I read online. That was not said in the movie that, at all. That know? would be cool. That would be a really cool, interesting. Re- and that would make a lot of sense because he seems like a really manipulative piece of shit kind of guy. Oh, this guy seemed like this, honestly, because they've had like slimy businessmen in Marvel a lot, actually. Yeah. This was the slimiest of them all. Drakov yeah. was a complete bastard. Yeah. Basically, also, huge spoilers for <laughs> for the movie we're about to talk all about. Actually, it, yeah, to be fair, we haven't actually spoiled much yet, so spoilers from now, really. Yeah, spoilers, spoilers from now. Yeah, he, 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 he kind of like is, is a little, is a little man that kind of... He's a like, tiny he, little man. <laughs> he gets, he get he obviously gets a thrill off of like being in power over these women, which is a really slimy thing. <laughs> you cut that <laughs> oh my god there's a third man in the room he just sneezed where did oh he come god. from where did he go he's gone that man's never coming back he's not see now i don't have to cut it because it's like a man has entered and then left and they're gonna not know it was you hector who indeed sneezed they you. won't they won't know that it was me that it was you but yeah he was you know he, he was a little man that obviously took pleasure in being like in power over these women, which made him a really slimy character, which was good. They good. They did a good job at making him the character that they obviously wanted him to be. You know, it really it was gave, like, it was like a really Weinstein. made you hate him. Yeah, yeah like, a like a Weinstein. Yeah, yeah, like a Weinstein. It made you hate Harvey him. specifically. Sorry, Bob. I don't know if you're a bad guy. Honest, no, because I've actually just did a quick tangent. Bob, Bob came out and he was like, "Yeah, no, I didn't know." And man, I love movies. That's all I want to do. Harvey wasn't about that. He was about the money. Like Bob actually seems quite genuine. Like Kevin Smith, who I talk about a lot in real my in my real life, because I love his films and his art. Yeah. Fucking he he worked with the Weinstein's a lot, and it was always Bob who was like the one that was like, "This is like I see what you're doing here. I love it." Where Harvey was more about, "Is this marketable? Is it marketable? You know, is this going to make money?" Yeah. So I Bob could be a good one. Is all I'm saying. I think mm. Harvey was uh, Harvey was obviously Harvey was a bad obviously, one, a but he bad might one, have been yeah. the bad one out of the two. I don't think both of them were bad. Yeah. So he was a Harvey Weinstein, not Bob. Yeah. If you're listening, Bob, we, we don't stand you. We don't know that much about you, but we hope you're good, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know... He, give us a call, himself. Bob. We'll sort something out. Call, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. We get Bob Weinstein on the fucking podcast, you know? Um, but, you know, they did a good job at making him, you know, sort of um, not just a throwaway villain, one that actually, like, had some sort of emotional response from the audience. Because it, it yeah. made... I feel like any person who watched that would have that same sort of response. Like, oh, what a fucking slimy prick. You know, you get the you get the enjoyment when she fucking beats the crap out of him. And that's another end. thing, because I'm, I'm not saying this to put the film down in the slightest. In the slightest, but this is a film mainly meant for kind of the female audience like i like i imagine scarlett johansson would actually agree with this like this is a film for those young fans you know the young girls who look up the scarlet witch like yeah. we're fucking men in our 20s imagine how a young girl felt seeing a slimy dickhead like that and scarlet witch and scarlet witch scarlett johansson sorry fucking yeah scarlett johansson beats the shit out of him and puts him in his place you know yeah, like, I yeah. imagine they probably yeah that that is probably a, I think it was a film mainly for them. I think that's that's kind and of it was done it was done way better than the the feminist kind of, it's scene. Kind of, it's, 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 a, it's a prevalent it's a relevant topic as well because yeah. it kind of it kind of delves into sort of like the the dynamics of abuse in relationships that you know that mostly younger girls and older and older women suffer with. But I think a lot of younger girls suffer from having really really controlling nasty boyfriends yeah and you know because they're young they don't know to be like 
you know, to retaliate, to, to fight back. Well, I think that did a really good job at kind of addressing that sort of dynamic. Because it happens, you know, women are abused by pricks. And, you know, it did a really, really good job, I think, of delving into that sort of, that sort of dynamic with, you know, with the main antagonist and... Scarlett Johansson kicking his ass, <laughs> doing a good job at kicking his ass. I have to talk about Taskmaster though, right? mm. and you personally, you've said that to me that you know you don't know that much about the character because he's not in much. He's not he's not a new character or anything, but he's just yeah, he's not in much. He's not I mean, in when 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 I saw him the, the well yeah when I saw the Taskmaster, um, my first my initial response was that's a cool. That's a cool character design. Like, the mask was really, really cool. The outfit was really, really cool. It was, but it's... I, I promise you, in the comics, it is way cooler. It, they go way more into the skull aspect of it. Yeah. And uh, let me tell you a little bit about the comic character. So his name is... I think it's Tony? Tony Masters. Masters. Yeah. 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 And so his thing is that he has photographic reflexes. So... Uh, yeah. And it's not like that in the film. In the film... I think she's been, like, fucking worked on. And, like, she's half robot or some shit. That's how it seems. Like, she seems like she's gen- she's had work done to her and she's been, like, augmented. But in the comics, it's just natural. Yeah. And he... Obviously, he can't copy powers, but he can go toe-to-toe with a Spider-Man or Captain America. You yeah. know, if someone has good enough reflexes, he can mimic them. And another really interesting thing about his character that I... Like, this guy could support an entire film. This guy is a really good character. Yeah. Because of his photographic reflexes and the way his kind of memory works, the more... Like, if he was to sit in a room and watch someone for four days, he would actually start to forget real things in his life. Like, he would... He, it would it would dampen everything else. So, at this point, he doesn't actually know, like, who he is. He doesn't remember much about his life. He just remembers various fucking fighting styles that makes him like... And that's made him quite cold. But mm-hmm. he's not like... He's not lost his humanity. In this film, she has. I, I genuinely... I remember when we watched it, I said to you at the beginning, because we watched it uh, on Disney+, Plus. we watched it at home. Yeah. Uh, I said to you that I thought she might have just flat out been a robot. Because they showed her with like the Terminator vision. I was yeah, like, she had maybe... That, which also... Not to cut you off, but yeah, they sorry. didn't they didn't delve into that at all. They yeah. didn't delve into it at all. They just showed they just showed the character and was like, yeah, she got the cool robot, you know, the cyber cybertronic enhancements. Didn't explain why. Didn't go into it. Didn't explain anything at all. Just showed just showed her, and that was it. Like I feel like they could have done a really cool like why like and, what like what's going on. And there? he's also he's a wisecracker. He is. Like, they did, and I don't know if I said this to you, I think I said it to you, I must have said it to you, they did to him what Fox did to Deadpool in X-Men Origins Wolverine. Mm. No, I didn't say it to you. Yeah, have you seen X-Men Origins Wolverine? Probably. So, Deadpool, you know, you've seen Deadpool, so you know Deadpool. Yeah. In that movie, they literally sew his mouth shut, mm. and they they yeah, give yeah, him, yeah, like, yeah. swords in his arms, yeah, and they yeah. just make him yeah, a machine. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, yeah. That is essentially exactly what they've done here. Because Taskmaster is, he's a wisecracker. He's arrogant. Like he, 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 he knows, he knows that he's good. But if someone really powerful comes in like a four, like he knows when it's time to back up and retreat, mm. you know? But he also knows that with a, with an ordinary, like kind of fighter, a brawler, you know, he's, he's honestly really good. And he's in the Spider-Man PS4 games as a side mission. And in that probably 15 minutes of side mission, 
he gets so much more development than his entire fucking film. Where where he was, she was, because another spoiler alert, it's, it's, a girl, it's, it's his daughter in the film, so it's a girl, woman. I just, I don't know. It's not Taskmaster. They yeah. basically created a new character and just gave them the appearance and abilities of Taskmaster and zero of the character. None. It's that's not, really it's interesting. Not that, that, like, that side of it, that side of it I didn't know about. That's interesting, yeah. And they were presented as the main villain. Like, Dracov doesn't have a character poster. Taskmaster does. Taskmaster was advertised as the main villain of the film. It was, it was like, Scott, it was like, yeah, it was Black Widow versus Taskmaster. Hmm. But she's barely a, a character in the film. Not only yeah. that, she's barely a presence. The only barely, time she's actually barely, a presence in the in film the is when she's literally on screen. Apart from that, you, you basically forget that she exists. Yeah, yeah. Like, Most of, I feel like, more of the of, of, of the screen time was spent focusing on the family dynamic of Scarlett Johansson and her... Of, of, which of, wasn't of Black Widow which wasn't family. bad which wasn't bad I yeah. enjoyed it I thought it was good I think I think the father character and the mother character had a cool dynamic going on and how it kind of yeah, like that's, uh, that's David Harbour and Rachel Weiss. yeah and it was it was, yeah. it was interesting how that kind of played alongside how the two daughters like they had a totally different opinion of and what the family was yeah. like yeah they, they really didn't like you know want to be a part of the family sort of especially Black Widow but those two were kind of like they were like yeah this is a family we're together and they were like you know more mature about it there's that there's that scene where he's I think they're in the uh, the helicopter and he's like I'm so proud of my daughters you're both the most awful killers you're like terrible people they have yeah. they have the, they have fucking Russian accents the entire time by the way and I hate the accents in this film I don't know why they actually thought it was a good idea to have these three Americans so obviously have Russian accents yeah the, the guy film. the guy wasn't American the actor that played the none of them were, were Russian. They were all American. I can't Isn't say American. Like, None of them were Russian, though. That's, that's not. Sure. <laughs> that's not cult- cultural appropriation, is it? No, no one really Isn't gives a shit like, about that. A bit racist. I don't know. I don't know. Actually, it's, shit, it kind of is, isn't it? All really? I know is they're definitely not Russians. And yeah, and he's like, you've both got so much red in your ledger. Your ledgers are dripping with blood. <laughs> oh, yeah, now that I think about it, that is actually a little bit... Really? You think that's problematic? I think that is a little bit, because they're just putting on Russian accents. What if that could be considered, like, really offensive and, like... I, I mean... I feel like I feel like if you were a Russian actor, you would feel offended, wouldn't you? Yes, but at the same time, no, I've got nothing. I actually have no. Yeah, no, you're technically yeah. you're you're hundred percent right. You are correct. This is a bit weird, but isn't it? it's not like do you I think, don't know. It's, do you think it's weird? It's it's not the same as like you know, it's not like black. It's not like blackface or anything like that. It's not to that degree, you know. Like it's, it's yeah, like. You know, you, you couldn't visually discern them from Russian people. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, now that I think about it, that's a bit strange because the whole time I just assumed they might do the, what Elizabeth Olsen did because uh, Scarlet Witch in Age of Ultron is very Russian, hmm. and then in Civil War she's kind of Russian, and then in Infinity War it's gone. She's just American <laughs> now. <laughs> oh my god! So mate, yeah, because I think I mean I know from yeah. the end credit scene. That Yelena is going to come back. You know, Florence Pugh's character. Yeah. Because remember, she sees Hawkeye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, which I thought, you know, that was cool. You know, that was cool. They have, yeah. like, a line-up for a cool... 
And Hawkeye, yeah. I mean, Hawkeye's having a show on Disney Plus, so she's going to be in that, yeah. which had already been confirmed, but now we know what she's going to be doing, which is like hunting Hawkeye, it seems. Yeah, which is cool. It know? is. That's a cool way to get the two characters to begin their interactions. Especially you know? because it's like it's canon that the the way they met was that Hawkeye was hunting down Black Widow. Yeah. So yeah, to have a Black Widow hunting down Hawkeye is pretty good. Yeah. What did you think of the ending? Because it's the ending I don't like the most. Like, and when I say the ending, I mean the idea that, so they're getting, they're, they, they've taken down the Red Room, which is like a big space, not space, but airship. And General Ross, the guy with the moustache, and all of his men are coming for Natasha. And her family are on the helicopter or the plane and they're like, come with us. And Natasha's like, no, I've got to handle this. I can do it. I'll see you all again. And they leave. And then she stares off as General Ross's men come. And then it, it just cuts to black. And it, what? Why don't you just have her get on the plane if you're not going to show how she got out of that situation? That's such an easy way to get her out of the situation. It's and like instead really... you don't show it at all. Yeah. Like. It's, it's just like, it was. Yeah, that is like a really, just having it there for the sake of it. Yeah, like... Having like that what, sort of cliffhanger there for the sake of it. Yeah, like, th- wh- what's Throw the away and meaningless, yeah. Completely mean, like, why not just have her get on that stupid fucking plane? Why have her stare down the men? What, did she... she we know she didn't kill them all. However... Because General Ross is in however, Infinity War. it is the pinnacle of all of the issues throughout the whole movie, I think they didn't put in the effort to flesh it out. Yeah. They just added a throwaway sort of cliffhanger. They just added, like, a throwaway, like, character and, like, subplots that they just put there for the sake of being there and didn't delve into it at all. Like, didn't put any effort into it. Any effort into the ending, any effort into why the characters were like that, any effort into the backstory of Taskmaster, any effort into the backstory of... You know, there is the one main thing, antagonist. There is really. one thing I like, and it actually makes me even more disappointed that Taskmaster turned out to be shit. In fact, and this might be a bold, hot take. Worst MCU villain? I actually think she might be. I think she might be the worst so far. There's been a couple. There's yeah. been a couple bad ones. They really have. That I think she's claim. the worst so far. That is a bold claim. It might be, but it is. But... What I actually liked about it is in Avengers, way back in 2012, uh, Loki has a scene with Natasha where she's like interrogating him. And he literally mentions, he says out loud, Dracov's daughter. So if he had been, if she had been really fucking cool, we would have had a reference to Taskmaster in 2012 and all that sort of stuff. Instead, she was shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's like they waited nine years just to introduce a shit Marvel villain. By introducing by by name dropping her in Avengers. Okay, so you you would go as far to say that the Taskmaster in that was the worst MCU villain. Yes. Worse than or was it Sonny from Ant Man and the Wasp? Sonny, is that what it was? Ghost Sonny Birch. Sonny Birch. See, the, Ghost was like a sympathetic. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Sonny Birch is barely a villain. No, no, no. Okay, right, right, right. Ghost is more of like a sympathetic antagonist. Yeah, Ghost's right? fine. But Sonny Birch, I think, you know, th- that was the worst MCU villain. No, because here's the thing. Sonny Birch is, like, that's barely a villain. I mean, like, super villains, you know? Big bad antagonists, big boys, you know? Of course Sonny Birch wouldn't be 
the best. That's the thing. All of the supervillains should aim for the best. Of course, Sonny Birch wasn't aiming for the best in terms of we're gonna make we're gonna make this guy top Thanos, mm. <laughs> right? I mean, I, w- I would put Taskmaster as as similar. Like Taskmaster wasn't that bad. It was just like, what did what was she? What actually? What, what describe her personality to me? Taskmaster. Yeah. Badass lady that could copy fighting styles. That's a personality. Yeah. See, that's another thing because you said Sonny Birch, but I can describe Sonny Birch's personality. He was an arrogant guy who wanted uh, Hank Pym's research because he was actually secretly kind of in love with uh, Hope, and Hope was using a fake personality. And when when that uh, came double crossed, he became really he, he wanted revenge on her. Point personally. proven. Taskmaster has nothing. Yeah, okay, point proven. The only personality she has are her powers, are her abilities. But is that down to the character or down to just that movie? Well, it's down to the movie because, again, in the comics, she's he's a lot more than his powers. He's got a proper personality. Okay. So it's the movie. So you're just talking about the way they depicted the character in that movie, not the actual character itself. No, I'm talking about Black Widow's Taskmaster. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, then yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and for me, when I... What I would... I previously, before Taskmaster, for me, the worst villain... And this one actually is kind of controversial, because not a lot of people... He's not... No, he's no one's favourite villain, but no one would have said he was the worst, is uh, Malekith from For the Dark World, played by Christopher Eccleston, of all people. Christopher Eccleston? The Knife Doctor. Really? Yeah, he was okay, he was a cool. full villain. Okay, that's quite cool. But unfortunately he was he was one of the worst villains. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> just a boring Poor fucking I'd literally just a, an angry elf. See, I elf I, I could I could I could definitely see him as a villain. Christopher, like, yeah, but I, I think I think he's got the good the he, right. He came out a couple of years later and said that that and G.I. Joe revelations, which he's also in. Yes. Those are the two worst jobs he's ever had, he said. <laughs> See, I as 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 a kid I enjoyed G.I. Jones. I did. As a kid I enjoyed it. Because it was action packed. Did you say like... G.I. Joe or G.I. Jones as in the plural for Joe? <laughs> Joe, Joe. Okay. Joe, Joe. Did I say Jones? It sounded <laughs> so like Jones. plural for Joan. We'll hear it. That's funny. Fucking, uh, but yeah, you know what I'm talking yeah. about. You know, yeah. Maybe not the best movie, but action-packed and fun. And that's what I remember it as when I watched it as a kid, you know? So, yeah, it was good. It I've was okay. S- I've never seen the you know? movies. It's okay. You know, it's action-packed and it's fun. Alright, what would you what would you rate Black Widow? You don't really rate movies, but like out of ten. Five. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit what you do. See, I'm gonna I think you would I think you would uh look at it more from the script writing perspective, but you'd be missing out a lot of what filmmaking is. That's not true. The visuals That's not true. You are you are a liar and a fiend. You remember my old system. Yeah, but I just I, I I I think the visuals. The five things that I look for in films, and that I I think about it when I uh, rate them: the plot, the characters slash acting, the flow and pace, the visual effects, and the soundtrack and score, and sound mixing, all the sound in general. Yeah. I think about all five. Don't you dare see. But say I think I think, I, th- I, think I put the visuals higher than you put 
the visuals. I think I think the visuals are a film for me personally. All right, do you like, want to go through them like that then? Well, so, all right, so the way I would do it on my YouTube channel is uh, each one is a star, but if you don't think it's that good, you can give it half a star. So in the end, a full five stars reward a half can equal a ten. Okay. You know? Yeah. So the plot, I would personally give half a star. You know? It's not the worst plot in the world, but I mean, it's not a fucking... Half star out of... Out of one star. Out of one star. So, yeah, yeah so plot can, so there's five, so at the end yeah. it'll be five full stars. Or ten little stars, you know. So, yeah, what would you give the plot? A half star or full star? Or no I stars? Ha- <laughs> I think, I think, I think half a star. There was plot, no. there was plot, you know, it was there, but they, they did miss out on quite a lot, I think. The character slash acting? Yeah. No, no, as in, like, that's the next section. I was like, oh, so, right, yeah. so we're on half a star each now. Character slash acting. Another half star. I think also half a star. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't that good. I know. It wasn't it wasn't that good. Visual effects. Or just visuals in general. Full star. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. As always with all of like all of the Marvel all of the Marvel all of the Marvel shit. Like fucking Endgame was like fucking revolutionary. Oh yeah. Like not just not just Endgame, because I mean I, I, I didn't see Endgame. Uh, in 3D because I don't like 3D movies that much like yeah. hurt my head I saw Infinity War in 3D though Thanos is one of the best CGI characters yeah, ever really good really like, fucking good the, like the CGI and the visual effects like they put a huge portion of the budget into that and you can tell because it is really really fucking good like yeah. not not like the shit that you see in Black Panther properly textured properly rendered and really, you know really why really Black good. Panther was bad because a lot of the guys working on Black Panther were also working on Infinity War. Yeah. Yeah. But this one wasn't the case. Like, they didn't have any big movies coming up, so they could devote all their time to Black Widow. Yeah, no. And it was good. It was good. The visuals were really good. Yeah. I, I thought, I so, thought yeah, the I, visuals were redeeming. Because, like, the thing is, although, you know, I think people that are really avid and involved in, like, you know, the community and sort of, like, all, all of the more... Uh, professional like aspects of filmmaking you know will maybe be more critical of the movie but i think the general public will fucking love it you know it'll be great it is an action-packed visually stunning movie and that's why people go to the cinema you know they go they go to the cinema to get you know something that is visually stunning has a moving story and it had all of those things you know it had a family aspects you know quality wise from like looking at it from like a professional like way mm. i suppose maybe not that great but you know it did it's, it was it was fun it was really good and it and it went into lots of areas that other movies don't which is good you know more, yeah, this was f- more... theme wise thematically it was one of the most mature Marvel movies. yeah yeah i think i think there's there's not enough movies that look into the kind of more feminist side of things in that way you know, you, exploring... yeah you haven't seen captain marvel their first female-led superhero film yeah no i haven't man I haven't. it's yeah theme wise there's no themes there's not a theme to that. You know what I mean, there is, but this this did that a lot better. Mm. Yeah. All right, so, so yeah, so so far in my little system, we're both on uh, we're both on two stars. Yeah. So far. All right. Um, flow and pace. It's another half star for me. I, I don't mean, really know. I feel like I feel like it's harder for me to gauge that. I thought I thought the flow and pace was was quite good. For me, the reason I I, I give it half a star is because of the kind of major differences tonally between Act 1, 2, and 3. 
like at one you know it begins really well begins a lot more grounded almost like yeah like a civil war like a, a lot i saw a lot of people on reddit comparing it to a born film to begin with hmm. act two it becomes a, a bit more wacky when they break out you know uh david harbour from the prison and the big helicopter stunts and then ending it with a big sky base where how does black widow survive in this movie how does she survive? She ha- can I remind you? She yeah. hasn't got a single ounce of super serum in her body. She's an ordinary human person. Yeah, an ordinary human person who is probably like thirty-four in the MCU because they haven't done the Marvel uh, comics thing where she's actually in her nineties. But she's like she's a proper trained, basically like a hitman. Yeah, know? but how physically? Like she did some insane shit. She survived car crashes bad ones where the car exploded at the end and she survived fucking yeah where it fucking on, yeah. on the bridge she survived the yeah. bridge yeah she survived and yeah she fell off of that thing and she, how did she survive that landing i don't even that's, remember that's, to be honest i remember that and i remember thinking wow how did she survive that i remember specifically she had a lot of plot armor in this that movie. she didn't die yeah so yeah no and because of because act one felt so different to act three i think that is in the flow and pace like you could you can make it more consistent, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So yeah, I, I for me that's half a star. Yeah. Mm. I personally, I'd, I'd give it a star because I kind of I wasn't you know I feel like I don't really explore or really understand that side of it as much. But you know for me, no, that's fair. for me for me it just kind of felt like a like a normal movie. I wasn't right. I wasn't really too jarred. Yeah. I didn't notice it too much. It was kind of yeah. I kind but, of I kind of went through. How about, it. How about this last one, which has always been kind of a weakness for marvel and it kind of was here too Mm. the uh you know just a sound the reason it's a weakness is because it's usually like it's usually nothing special you know like do you remember the score do you remember the music in the film not specifically yeah like i don't i I sure don't it's not like avengers like you remember that yeah yeah but yeah Definitely, yeah, yeah. What was fucking the yeah, music but then mix? again, you know, yeah, I don't know. I feel like other other ones had more, had more Punch. production value. Yeah. They had more, they had more budget, and I think for that kind of stuff, you need to pay. You, you say to... more budget, it still had a budget of over two hundred million. Don't don't let this inflate you. You know, yeah. like it's still a high fucking budget. Well, what, what's that compared to Endgame though? Endgame was two hundred fifty to three hundred million. Oh. Right, so it's not even that. Big Do you know a how much Logan was? How much was Logan? Ten million. Really? Because it was R rated. They don't like paying a lot for R rated films. Joker was also under ten million mark. And those are like I, I enjoyed. I enjoyed both of those yeah. a lot. And yeah. so yeah, so for me, it's like it's a, if if it doesn't like. So then, in that case, yeah. I think I think it's obvious. Obviously, a lot of the budget went on the special effects, the visual effects, Probably. because. They were really, really good. They were. They were really, So would you really would you good. give it half a star then? Yeah. Alright, that means at the end, if I do it as a ten, I gave it a six, which I did on IMDb. You've given it a seven, actually. Yeah. yeah. I that's that's probably where I would have placed it. I thought because I think they did a good job at satisfying the audience that it was targeted at. Oh yeah, yeah like there's no one who's gonna like I mean I yeah, there's no one including me who's I think is gonna damn white hate this new movie. Yeah. You know? I hate I hate Taskmaster. I don't hate this movie. This movie's fine. Yeah. You know? I'd yeah. rewatch it. Yeah, no I I think I think they did a really good job at making it appealing to the people that they were that they were trying to appeal it to, you know. Yeah. They really spread 
good, like, a, you know, went, went into, like, you know, abuse, like, you know, all, all of that stuff, which is good for young girls to be seeing, you know. And it's also, like, and I said this uh, in my university group chat to no response, so I don't know what people think. I For me, like, and it makes sense, it's her first solo outing, but for me, Nat, Nat was at her best. Natasha, Black Widow, like, it was her best outing. She yeah. felt like a, <laughs> I'm saying this ironically, she felt like a girl boss. <laughs> you know? Yeah. She did. No, that you. scene where, like, Jacob is fucking punching her in the face and she fi- he finally reveals his plan and she breaks her nose because that was what she was trying to have him do. And he, and her, the, she's like, you weren't weak enough to you do it. You weren't strong enough to yeah. break my nose so I have to fucking do it for you. Yeah. And then she just slams her nose on that desk. Badass. Like, yeah, yeah. Really so, good. yeah, I would rewatch it solely as a, because I am a Black Widow fan. Like, I do think she's a really good character, and I was sad to see her die in Endgame. I yeah. didn't cry, but yeah. I was sad to see her die. I was like, oh, that's, that is a shame. She had a lot more she could do. Yeah, and she has been, like, as you mentioned to me when I was when I was commenting about the... The, the, the posters, the posters that they did on Disney+, yeah. which are gone already. Which are so. gone already, yeah. You, you know, she's been in a lot of other movies. You know, her yeah. character has been in a lot of other movies. She's been in the MCU since Iron Man 2. That's Which you don't really, you don't really think about it or notice it so much, but she is. She yeah. actually plays a part, you know. She's a very the, prevalent force in, in, in the In the memories, any, anyone who's been involved in all of the, all of the Marvel movies up until Endgame, she's been in a lot of them. She's been a prevalent character. So I think that's why a lot of people would be sad to see her, you know, to see her die. She that's was why in. she was a good choice. That's why she was a lot better than Hawkeye. Mm. Not only has Hawkeye not been in as many movies, but people don't in like Hawkeye that much. Like Hawkeye the show. Here's a fun fact. So Hawkeye the show. Do you know the actress? I'm trying to remember her name, and I don't think I'm going to. But have you seen The Edge of Seventeen? Haley Steinfeld. I don't name. think so. Uh, so she's you know she's an actress. Uh, I don't want to get graphic or anything, but she's attractive. Let's just say that. Okay. It's also going to have Florence Pugh, Yelena from Black Widow, mm-hmm. which, as you remember, you know, very attractive. But mm-hmm. not only are they attractive, but they're also popular and they're up and coming and all that shit. They're yeah. both in the Hawkeye show. And yeah. it's a very big theory that they're both confirmed to be in it because no one's going to really watch it for just Jeremy Renner. No one cares about Hawkeye that much. No, and that, like, no makes, one cares about Hawkeye why, Because that he's much. not in... He's not really... That like made a relevant character. Yeah, in many and of them. and if he had jumped to his death instead of Black Widow, it wouldn't have been an emotional gut punch. People yeah. would have been like, okay, yeah. fucking okay, sure. I don't care. Know, you know, good on them. You know, they went daring. But instead, it was Black Widow, someone who had been around since fucking Iron Man took the third film in the cinematic universe. Yeah, you know, which was one of the big ones. You know, the Iron Man, the Iron, you know, the yeah, Iron, Iron Man, Man movies. Took- the Iron Man movies, I think were what made it popular. Here's that was thing. that was what made Man Marvel what is, it is today. Iron Man 2 isn't that good, but it did the most in terms of setting up the universe. That's the movie where you you finally like properly get to meet S.H.I.E.L.D. and Nick Fury and yeah. they explain the Avengers initiative and what the plan is. And then the post-credit to that, which is... Because the post-credit scenes have been around since the very beginning, but that had one of the early proper really good ones where you're, you're panning in a desert and you pan to Thor's hammer and yep. you realise like, oh shit, it's about to go down yeah you know yeah would you agree with me with saying with when i say that you know the iron man movies were what popularized got got i would say i would say the first 
like because the, the first Iron Man movie was the first MCU movie, and it the success of it the success of it can't be denied. Here's and here's a fun fact, and it actually it might not sound like much to you, but it kind of still blows my mind. Iron Man was released the same year as The Dark Knight. Really, two thousand eight. That's how long it's been around. Wow. Yeah. Like, it blows my mind to still think about that. Yeah. Like, an Iron Man, if Iron Man hadn't been as good as it was... Have you seen... Have you rewatched Iron Man, the first one, recently? Not recently, no. We, You know what? We should. We should do a commentary track on it or something. Because I do want to start doing that. That's the one that we need to do, yeah, definitely. But Iron Man, the first one, is a fucking... It's awesome. It's just a really... It's such a fun fucking movie. And it's and, nostalgic. Yeah, it's nostalgic. And, 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 and a really fun thing about it is because it was the first one and it didn't have that much pressure, it's very improv. Like, they didn't really have a script. They had, like, a storyline of what needed to happen. Really? And the actors would just kind of riff off their characters. That makes Because sense. their characters hadn't yeah. been established yet. They were still doing it, you know? And they didn't know what... They had ideas, but they didn't know... What was going to happen? That makes you know? it more, all the more authentic, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like Tony, like Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. A lot of people still say like that's his most authentic performance as Tony Stark in a way. Yeah, because that is that's, that's Tony's that's that's Tony. his embodiment of yeah. the character. Not 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 the lines on the script. It's his embodiment of the character. And that was also that was it. also back in the day before he just like when he was actually in the suit. Instead of just in front of a green screen for the entire thing. Yeah. He hasn't been in an actual suit since Avengers. Yeah. The first one. Yeah. No. Scratch that. Iron Man 2. <laughs> that's, that's the thing. That's, that's, that's modern technology. So yeah, back then, he would have been fully into the character. Yeah, he was. He was, been, he was properly know, suited up. Yeah. And he was buff. Like, yeah. he was actually ripped. Like, Chris Evans level ripped for Iron Man 1. Yeah. Which no one talks about because he didn't keep that body up. He didn't need to. He wasn't even in the suit anymore. Yeah. Anytime you see him, he's wearing a blazer or a jumper or some shit, you know? It's just, it's, but yeah, no, Iron Man 1, I'd say so. Here's the thing, though. No one really likes Iron Man 2 or 3 that much. I stand 3. I agree on 2. 2's a bit naff. That was the one with all of the, all of the, um, suits, wasn't it? No, that's number 3. So the electric guy. Yeah, the one with the whips. Yeah. I want my bird. Yeah. Give me my bird. <laughs> yeah, that one that one was cool, but yeah, no, I agree. It wasn't it wasn't amazing. It was very disjointed. Yeah. Because they were trying to stuff a lot into it. They wanted to introduce various elements that would come in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's also yeah. the very first reference to Wakanda, which comes up in Black Panther. That's referenced in it. You also see Captain America's shield and shit. Like they reference a lot of stuff too. Here's another thing, by the way, and it shows how wacky the MCU have become, right? In Iron Man 2, there's like a eight-minute scene where he, where it's like a montage of Tony doing various shit with lasers, and he creates a new element. And at the end, he's like, wow, I'm, I'm really good. And it's like a proper montage, like various things are exploding, and he's like wearing goggles, and it's like, oh shit, here we go. And then in Endgame, he invents time travel in about 15 seconds. And he's just like, wow. I did it. He, I did it. Time travel is so much more complex, I imagine, yeah. and so much more impressive than creating a new element. Why did you take eight minutes? That like When you watch it back, it's like, wow, this should have been the bit in Endgame. Yeah. You know? He should have taken it's eight minutes complex, to create amazing. time travel. Yeah. Instead yeah. of just going, that's, that's typing, by the way. I'm in. I'm in time travel. <laughs> like. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I get, I get, I get what you mean. I agree, but it might have been unnecessary to include all of that in in end game. At least I feel in end game, but it just it it's funny. It's little... funny when you think about it. It is, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I get, I get what you're saying. But yeah, no, I like, like that. You know, those but, movies, Iron Man. That was what got me into sort of that style of. But in in a way, it was. Because it wasn't actually until the first Avengers movie it properly blew up. Like, it was the first Avengers movie was the first MCU movie to break a billion in the box office. Because mm-hmm. everyone went and saw it, mm-hmm. you know. I actually didn't. <laughs> you didn't? I didn't see it in cinemas, I know. I know. I saw Iron Man 3 in cinemas. Okay. But I didn't fucking... Iron Man 3 was my first MCU movie in cinemas. I know, right? I was 12. That's, that's crazy. I was 12. That's crazy. Hadn't even played Arkham yet. Fair, I was a young did lad. Did I see Iron Man in, movie, in, the, in the cinemas? I'm not sure. I'm it's not a hard sure question. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure if I did. Because that that like it's been around for years now. Yeah, yeah exactly. It, has, it, it, it is old. I'm not sure. But yeah. it was what got me into it. You know, I think it's the same for a lot of people as well. Because, you know, it was one of the really, really early ones when they were starting to kind of you know, reach out to what it is now. Yeah. Which I think is kind of, in a way, kind of sad because it's less, like, it's it's, it's more commercial nowadays. Like, it's it's so commercial because ultimately it has to be. You know, it's funded by shareholders and investors who need it to earn loads of money. So they I mean, it's owned by Disney now, you know? Exactly, like, you know, it has to be. It has to be commercial, which in a way is kind of sad. Actually, but... do you want to know, okay, I found this out recently and it blew my mind when I heard this, Okay. There is an extended cut of Iron Man 3, alright, where they've added in, and you're going to think I'm joking, alright, they've added in about four minutes of completely Chinese scenes, between Chinese, because at some point he needs to go into surgery, Tony Stark in Iron Man 3, Mm -hmm. and he's done by Chinese doctors, so in this extended cut we get their background and they're talking fully in Chinese, and this was done in order to appeal to the Chinese market. Right, yeah. And that was shown only in China. But I, those scenes on YouTube, they're completely Chinese. There's not a single English person in those scenes. Which, if that was done in the UK, that's be that's just like, that be that's it's so weird that they did that. Yeah. In a way, like that is strange. Like in the UK, they're just fucking nameless doctors who gives a shit. Yeah. But in China, they get full developed backstories, and they're they're actually having a conversation in the translations in the sub because there's no subtitles. But someone subtitled it and translated it in the fucking, you know. Yeah. And they're, talk- they're talking, like, deep. They're being like, man, if we lose this, we're killing one of the world's greatest heroes. We're never going to live this down, you know. Like, they're having a proper conversation. Yeah. Like, how weird is it Just that- for China. Just for China. I mean, there's so many people that talk about this. South Park is one of them. You yeah, know, Disney, they did a Disney, massive thing about Disney that. Disney selling out to China, you know. And that is it is kind of strange. Because it is, you know... It's American English. That's what it is, you know. You know, you can't, you know, it's not, it's not, uh, you know, offensive to say that it is. Yes. It's American English, you know, that's, that's the culture of, you know, the movie and making that kind of extra bit just you, for China. Also, just so you know, what we've already said so far is enough. Uh, this podcast would definitely be banned in China now, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. it's gone. Yeah. Any, yeah. Any, any negativity towards the Chinese government? And, yeah, so, this, so sorry, Chinese fans. Uh, we just blew it for you. We're gone. It's yeah, We're done. Yeah, I mean, if they're listening to this, they could go to prison. Yeah, you'd, you could go to prison. This would actually be like, this be as illegal podcast. as fucking, fucking dark web shit, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, Anyway, 
Hector wanted to talk about something that happened recently. A big nationwide event. Oh. Now, he's going to very much lead this conversation because I'm not a fan of any of this. You can explain some shit to me, I guess, but I don't know much. But what is that event, Hector? What didn't happen? It didn't come home, it mate. Didn't. It didn't. It did, I'm going to take my hat off for this. It didn't fucking come home, man. It came like, Rome. It, ca- it, went, it, went, it went to Rome. It went to Rome. And, man, there is so much to talk about with that. There's so much. There's so much. So now, much has happened. I didn't even watch the game. I have legit. I have minus negative interest in football. Football owes me interest is how much I don't give a shit about football. So I didn't even watch it. I, I know what happened because I was scrolling through Twitter and they had like live updates and I constantly heard my family upstairs either going, yeah, or, ah. So I knew when peak things were happening. Yeah. But we, we found. So I, I watched, I, I watched the whole game and man, they did a fucking good job out there. And I fucking applaud them. They did yeah, a no, really good job. They job. did a really good job. They trained so fucking hard and they fucking gave it their all and they did England proud. You know, they did a really good job. I mean, you don't, just to get chosen for that team is like a fucking honour. You have to yeah. be doing something. One, one right of the guys the you know? soccer was fucking 19, 19, you said, yeah. 19 years old. And that boy was fucking put up to do the deciding penalty of his country's team. Admittedly didn't end well, <laughs> but it's a great honour. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Well, fucking, what is it? Greasel? Grindel? Greasel? I'm, I'm fucking pissed. Grindel what? From, I can't, from I can't Harry remember. Potter. But the fucking, you know, that bloke. So much older, so much more matured, a matured player, not fucking 19 years old. He should have been put on for the penalty. Instead, they put on three young players, young yeah, but players. but we did talk about this, because, like, they, it didn't go well, and now you you can be like, you know, they put on these young players. But if it did go well, it would have made their careers. Like, they had to have known what they were signing but, up for. you know, you look at really, really famous football players. One, for example, Messi. There's like two others, but they missed. There's a lot more than two famous football. I mean, I'm talking about one specifically that became big after they missed like a deciding, a deciding penalty. They missed that deciding penalty and then they became, they became great. No, they can still become big. No, they become, they became great, you know, because of that event. You know, missing a deciding penalty is fucked, especially when you're that age. You've got the pressure. Imagine that. Actually imagine that. Actually imagine being stood in a stadium surrounded by 45,000 fucking people watching you as you're about to take the deciding penalty for your country. The royal family are literally over there watching you. Wait, is this the one that bangs into the goalpost? Yeah, and he and fucking... The guy and he fucking... Oh. The, he, he, he goes, he fucking... That was bad. Yeah, he goes, he goes, he goes to kick it one way and then he stops to duke the fucking goalie and the goalie dives the wrong way so the goal is wide open for him he has it he has it there and he goes and he kicks it and it's a little bit too far to the left and it just completely misses the goal and as soon as it happens he face palms 45,000 people watching him the royal family of England watching him he lets his whole country down imagine Imagine that yeah, that man. tiny mistake. It's all my fault. It's all my fault. I've let my entire country down, and they did that. They did that to the like the nineteen twenty year olds that were doing those penalties. Disgraceful. They shouldn't have let them go up there to do that. They were way too young to take on that huge responsibility, of of you know, of 
making the royal yeah. family and the country proud. There's too much responsibility for 19-year-olds, way too much responsibility. They shouldn't have done that to them. Imagine they've basically ruined their lives for the next like couple of years. All of the like, because the English football fans, you know, I love football and I think a lot of the fans of football are really good people. But wow. a lot of, well, you know, there's people... I, no, I'd say a majority of them are actually the dickheads. Yeah, a majority of them are, but I'm saying, like, I know a lot of good people who enjoy football. Right, okay, yeah. I know a lot of good people that enjoy football that shouldn't be classed as that, but there are a lot of football fans Hooligans. that are disgraceful. You know, disgraceful to a team that worked so hard to get England to where it was. Fucking second place, silver medals, you know, yeah. in the Euros. We did really well. And there's people being racist... Fucking, have you seen like videos of people beating up the Italian fans as they're trying to leave the stadium? Yeah, yeah, no, I saw that. Fucking, as, as they're leaving the stadium, some of the... I mean, no, because like, the English fans couldn't even be good to the English. Like, there was that video of them storming the gates, uh, the Wembley gate. Yeah, they like, tried to are, get in. Well, like, I mean, all, all the people that tried to get into Wembley for free got kicked out. <laughs> yeah, but the point there is that, like, that's not, that's not them fighting, like, people that aren't on their fucking team or anything. Like, those people are completely unbiased. Those yeah. are just fucking people who were paid to be there and are fucking putting on the fucking end of, you know they're making sure this all goes to well and British people still don't give a fuck we're yeah. awful we're an awful nation fuck the British but See, at the same time I'm one of them I suppose it's, it's not it's not just the British though it's the same in like all countries all yeah countries I know but for real it's not that it's football fans it's like you know there's a lot of you know not all football fans you know, I enjoy football. Yeah, a lot of good people not enjoy all men football, and not all you know, football fans. But a lot of a lot of fucking proper dickheads enjoy football, it's and true. they you know they they paint a bad image for all all of the other people that enjoy football. You know they're supporting their country, supporting their team, and there's other people being like that, and that's why England England is the most hated football team. You go yeah. on Instagram and you see the posts. Mm. You see the posts, and people fucking hate the British. I've seen a lot of the racial shit. People hate the English team. Well, not the English team, the English fans. Oh, you know what we could quickly talk about? A little quick tangent. That that comedian that got cancelled because of it, Andrew Lawrence. I don't know about that. No, I think we talked about it. All right, so Andrew Lawrence is like a small British comedian. And I don't think I'm going to say the tweets he said. Because they were racist, they were, you know, they were horrible. But basically, he tweeted. Uh, oh, should I? I don't know if I should say it. I mean, it, it doesn't have like a slur in it or anything. It's just, it's in context. I'll say it. It's in context. So his first tweet was, uh, he tweeted, uh, "What's something like what a surprise? It was the white ones who scored." Or something like that. Yeah. And then uh, a few hours later, because that tweet was getting a lot of backlash, he tweeted something like, I can see this that this previous tweet has caused a lot of offence, and I want to truly say that I'm sorry that black people can't score. Man. Yeah, yeah I've seen that shit. And that and he unnecessary. had He had nine different venues lined up for a tour he was doing. And within that day... All nine of them had cancelled and released statements being like, we are no longer working with this guy. Good. He's done. Yeah. His Twitter account was deleted. He's gone. He's done. Those lads, those lads gave it their all. You know, they represented England and they got us, they got us to where we were. They got the English team to second place in the Euros. They got us there. No one else did. They did. So we can't say that, you know, you can't say that. They worked so hard to get there and to say shit like that is, especially after, after going through 
you know, losing to Italy. Can't say that. We should be supporting our team in the way that they've supported our country I by love, getting I mean, us to I the... think the idea, because, I mean, I, I didn't watch the game, but I saw that penalty and shit. I think the idea that anyone saw that and actually legitimately had the idea in the head, the thought in the head that was, wow, if that guy was white, that wouldn't have happened. Man. Like, what the fuck are you talking about, you silly <laughs> yeah. cunt? What do you mean? How is that what you think when that happens and you don't just think... <sighs> Ah, you know, like, yeah. oh, yeah. that's what you think that your mind goes to. Oh, yeah, it was because of his skin. Yeah. What? Yeah. Like, yeah, Idiots, it's so man. fucking Idiots. dumb. And it's a shame. It is a real shame that so many of the British football fans are like that. They're racist cunts. They're yeah. just cunts in general. Loads of the people that are British Engl- football fans, they're cunts. You know, yeah. that's why, that's why the world hates. The, the British football fans. That's why they hate Britain. You know, yeah. that's why they hate British football. That's that's just why they hate us. You know, if the fans weren't all cunts, then maybe everyone would like us. But everyone fucking hates us, man. I've got a fucking friend from Denmark who's into football as well. And I messaged him being like, GG. And man, you should see, like, he's just so salty. Sending me loads of like fucking like memes of how shit the English are and how Jesus. much like they're cunts. And yeah, people, people just hate. How can you take that shit that seriously? Imagine what, cause like what other sport has a fan base that's so toxic? Like you don't see, te- you don't see fucking golfers tennis being, golfers. yeah, like tennis and golfers being like, yeah, you're too shit. Like, it's just the football ones. Yeah. Maybe in America with like soccer and rugby and shit, maybe. But here there's no one else. Yeah. It's just those football dickheads yeah it is and it's a shame because there's loads of you know like i said there's loads of good people that watch football you know normal people that enjoy football supporting their country and then you got all the twats that fucking beat people up at the end of the fucking at the end of the match you know just 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 normal people like you and me that have watched the football match they're italian they're supporting their team yes our team won nice and then they leave and get fucking beaten up by british football fans like, like also, man. you're there. You're there to support the team, and when the when the game fouls, you start abusing the team. That's like if Endgame was a bad movie. I came out of it being like, "Fuck Robert Downey Jr. Fuck Chris Evans. Yeah. Shit, those guys are shit. Fuck, fuck Tom Holland. Yeah. Like, it's dumb. Would, like, you you're there to support the team. This is your team. You're supposed. This is your country. If, this is your when culture. they foul. You're supposed to be there to be like you did your best, not yeah. drag them down further. You exactly. stupid dickheads. Like they like, they they've worked so hard to get there for the country, not not for anything else. You know they've they've got, you're gonna they've te- gone there. this country is gonna tear down the guys that are representing this country. <laughs> what what what's the gain in that? What yeah. you're gonna do better? Fucking. What's a really dumb arrogant name? It's like it's like a family <laughs> member. It's like a family member working hard to make your family like you know a proud family, and then when they fail in doing so, you start saying, "Oh, what the fuck? You fucking start saying racial slurs to him." Like what? No, you know the the you know these 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 players we, are out here to represent here for you, us. Is what they like? They're there for yeah. you, guy. Like fuck you if you don't appreciate that. Yeah. Seriously, fuck you if you yeah if you if you did any of that fuck you from me, and from Hector. Because all yeah, and from me especially because all that hard work that those players put in, the years they put in to training, ready for that event, was for what you know to make our country proud. Yeah, you know, 
and you know you're gonna you're gonna shit on them because they didn't do it perfectly. It wasn't absolutely splendid of them. <laughs> like no, no, they did their best and they did their country proud. Yeah, yeah, good, good for you boys. Yeah, I still don't care about football though. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible sport. Terrible. <laughs> but it's good fun. Two out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> Two out of ten. <laughs> All right, should we? Bring the topic to a familiar topic for the podcast. Go on. The new Ricks and Mortys. Oh, And man. I say that plural because uh, basically I'll explain the situation a little bit. Uh, Amazon Prime uh, yesterday when episode four of Rick and Morty released, which is called Rick Dependent Spray. Uh, they accidentally instead uploaded episode seven, uh, which is like... Um, Gortron, Jericus, Rick Venture, or something like that, or something along yeah. those lines, uh, which was supposed to air in three weeks, and uh, a lot of people were able to rip it and talk about it on Reddit. So they basically accidentally leaked a future episode of Rick and Morty. They did, but here's the thing: the future episode they leaked seemed to be very specific. Yeah. Like what a ra- if that was random? Wow. Yeah. Strange. See, this this is what I said. I don't think it could have been random. I think they purposefully did it because they released an episode which lined up almost perfectly. It could have been a two parter. It could have been a two parter. They were literally so perfectly together. It could have been a two parter. So what? It was just a coincidence that they accidentally uploaded and, it. And they also did some shit that now I've thought about it a bit more because we talked about it earlier, but we're going to talk about it again. It's almost kind of manipulative. And I'll explain what I'm... So, let's talk about Rick Dependent Spray first. Yeah. So, in this episode, uh, the cold open is really funny, I think, uh, where Morty discovers the horse masturbation machine, and then it cuts to, uh, like, a week later, and he's sitting there with his orange juice being like, oh, you're doing good, dog. <laughs> like, doing good, boy. <laughs> and then, yeah, Rick comes in with the vat what he thinks is horse sperm. And he's about to test it, his DNA to make sure, but Morty just keeps fucking grilling him until he's like, all right, jeez, I won't test it. Why is this the ground you're standing on right now? And, um, and yeah, and it goes wrong, and instead Morty's sperm become massive sperm creatures. Sperm monsters, yeah. Sperm monsters that attack the world. And, yeah, and so fucking Rick and Morty get picked up by the president, who wants their immediate response to this. And obviously, uh, the the entire Smith family go and meet the president. Yep. Now, sperm monsters. Fine. I'm cool with that. A lot of people, obviously, like you said, had a problem with it. <laughs> I mean, it's they've done dumb shit before. Sperm monsters isn't too... It's, it's quite dumb. It's quite dumb, but that's not... They thought the dumber part was the chuds, which we'll get to. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so, yeah, so, in the venture to fight the sperm people, they get given a load of military guys, including Blazon, who is, like, a fucking Rambo, like... Yeah, he's he's, 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 he's a, a cool character. <laughs> he's a cool character. He's, like, a fucking trained, like, samurai Rambo guy who's, like, meditating in the fucking military plane when they're flying, when they're flying over there. He's an interesting character. He is. <laughs> and they find... They, so, the, the sperm uses a trebuchet instead of a catapult which they make perfectly clear uh to bring down the plane and then uh the sperm ambushed them 
and it's only Rick Morty and Blazon left. And Blazon, like, he smells out a cave. Yeah. <laughs> like, he yeah, smells yeah. the area yeah, and leads yeah. him to a cave. <laughs> they investigate the cave um, and they find some of the sperm monsters and Blazon uh, goes off to fight them, which leads to Rick saying to Morty, one, my, I think my favourite line in the episode, which is, don't Morty. That's just the price you pay for being blazing. <laughs> Something like that. Like, I just I love the idea of saying that to someone about someone. Just no. That's the price they have to pay for being Hector. <laughs> but yeah. then Blazon, uh he goes to swing his sword. It gets stuck in a fucking it gets stuck in the roof. He's like, Oh no, I can't get it. Uh, he falls over. It turns out he's wearing his wife's thong. He get the 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 knife falls down, it kills him. He he pulls out a picture of a fucking swimsuit model. Don't don't do that. We hear that. Don't do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, he pulls out a picture of a swimsuit model, and he's like, "That's my wife. Give me the picture back. I want to fuck her one last time." And then the sperm eats him. And Rick's like, "Man, we were wrong about that guy. He didn't even buy us any time, man. He was, what a douchebag, you know?" <laughs> they get captured by the sperm. At which point, the sperm queen arises, who can kickbox, and they look. They look Rick in like a Han Solo sperm fucking chamber where he's <laughs> locked in like frozen sperm, and then they attach Morty to the horse machine. At which point, it's it it you know Rick learns that it was Morty's sperm, which he was trying to keep secret. Now this seems a little out of character. How did Rick not know this? Like I I thought, and I saw it a lot on uh, Reddit too. Uh, that it was like a vat of acid episode scenario where he was doing this kind of to fuck with Morty. Like maybe he had learned about the horse machine and he wanted to teach Morty not to fucking use a horse machine to jack off. So he like faked like a simulation or, you know, he knew he knew how to defeat the sperm people. He was just waiting for Morty to have to admit it, you know, something like that. Yeah. But instead he's actually like, Morty, I had, I had no idea, Morty. Like, <laughs> like how did he not know? Strange, He's the smartest yeah. man in the universe. He couldn't, he, he couldn't figure that shit out. Yeah, like he knew. He yeah, but he, he didn't. That's the idea. But but yeah, so uh, he's yeah, Morty starts getting jacked off by the machine in front of Rick. So Rick fucking you know knocks himself down, so he's not having to watch. And <laughs> who saves them? Oh yeah, it's the, sticky. The special yeah, sperm. the special sperm yeah. with two towels. Yeah, and and a happy eye. <laughs> yeah, um, and yeah, so they save them, and uh, I think at that point the president takes Summer's egg to grow. Yes, this is where it begins to get weird. This is where it begins to start getting especially weird. So, as they grow the egg. Uh, the sperms all run off for the egg. Uh, and it's in Vegas. Why they use Summer's egg specifically, I don't know. But, to be fair, Beth's would have been worse. That would have been worse. It, w- it would have been worse. That would have been right. worse. Yeah, it would have been worse, yeah. And when, they, when they're when they running off for the egg, Rick and Morty are left behind and they're like, well, fuck, you know, now what? And that's when they get captured by chuds. <laughs> Which are cannibalistic underground, uh, cannibalistic horse underground dwellers, maybe yeah. something like that. I don't know. I just made that up. Cannibalistic horse underground dwellers. 
Chuds. The chuds. They're the chuds. <laughs> Which is a really, that's the funniest part it's of the I, episode, I, the chuds. I enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. You know, the word yeah. chud is really yeah, funny. It sounds like an insult, you know, does, like yeah. you fucking chud. <laughs> chud. You it's like the opposite chud. of a chad. <laughs> 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 but yeah, so they get captured by the chuds who want to kill Rick because Rick slept with the the, 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 the royal chudness's fucking daughter. But she bursts in and she's like, no, I'm actually pregnant with Rick's child, so we're going to have a peace treat with the humans. And he's like, what? <laughs> and then, yeah, so in Vegas, the sperms have started attacking. They're like, shit, you know, the president are like, you know, they're all fighting the sperms. They're losing badly. And then Rick shows up and Rick and Morty shows up with the fucking chuds and the chuds attack and it becomes a big action scene against them and all the giant sperms. Eventually, all the sperms are dead apart from the queen. And she's like crawling towards the egg. And Morty turns to the special sperm, fucking Sticky. This is his name. His name is Sticky the Sperm. Yeah. Yeah. And he go he's like, It's on you now, boy. And he like gives him a tap and it, it's Sticky after he taps him. And he yeah, Sticky runs up and defeats the crane, pushes her off, she turns into a giant sperm puddle when she hits the floor. And then he immediately pops into the egg. And then yeah. everyone's like, Oh shit, and the nearby doctor's like, Well, we've got a heartbeat. And as soon as they it's got a heartbeat, and this is a funny gag to be fair, as soon as it's got a heartbeat, and someone's like, we can still kill it, the president's immediately like, nope, it's election season, you know, like, nope, that's a, that's, that's a political catastrophe we don't need, you know, yeah. which is yeah, really funny, because it's like, funny, you know, yeah. like, and, and instead, uh, it accidentally, and I, it was meant to happen, but it happened way later than they thought it would, it instead gets launched into space. Yeah. To be fair, and here's the thing, until the end credits scene, people could have actually thought, like, that was the end of it. Like, oh, it's been launched into space to die, you know? Because it can't grow in space. But no. In the post credit scene... Oh, also, Rick has his horse child. Yeah, Rick also has a child with the Queen of Chuds. Yes. Oh, um, no, it's the Princess of Chuds. The Princess yes. of Chuds. Yeah, the, with, the, with the Princess of Chuds. And the child is, is birthed <laughs> And it's land. a little Rick horse. Like, it's got Rick's head and, yeah. like... <laughs> it's, it's basically, like, like it's basically a Rick, but with a horse body. It's like and a My Little just, Pony Rick. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> My Little Pony Rick. And then it just digs into the ground, and it's yeah. just gone. And Rick's like, uh, is, is that it? And the, the Princess Chudness is like, yeah, no, yeah, he's good. And, and Rick's like, okay, well... See you then. And she's like, yeah, bye. And then she just digs into the ground too really fast and leaves. <laughs> and yeah. he's like, oh, yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> score. That, he was like, yeah, he, he literally tapped saying that was easy, burn. Yeah. <laughs> but then the post credit scene happens where it's uh, a space shuttle, astronauts, and it's one guy specifically talking about how he feels really bad that he came to the thing because his wife was pregnant and he feels like he's abandoned his child. <laughs> And then he looks up and sees the giant incest baby <laughs> the, in summer. The giant incest baby that has floating been born in space. Yeah. And is, you know, alive and it grabs him also, and shakes him. That's a good point. How the fuck would it be born or alive? Because you need a placenta and like all of the nutrients to grow a baby. So what did it grow from? Just, just I know. the egg and the Exactly. It actually makes zero sense <laughs> that this baby would be alive. None. All it is is a bigger baby. That egg was normal, and technically he did. Still, it would still need the same stuff. Yeah, to, to, and it didn't have like any Rick of it. did something to the sperm. Technically, that's why they became monsters. But he did enough for so the baby would just survive independently of a mother, of like a. How would it grow? Chamber. It would need all of the nutrients, you know, to grow. It exactly, gets like food, water, and all of that from its mother. Exactly, and Nothing. yeah, and 
And then just quit. And yeah, and, and so we, we uh, by the end of the episode, we know there's a giant sperm baby out there. Now, that should have been the end of the story, you know? That should have been it. We should have only had episode four. But episode seven was released by Amazon Prime, which someone should be fired. Someone has that's definitely bad. been fired. That's bad. I, that's insane. If, if it is truly a mistake that they didn't mean to do, someone accidentally posting episode, like episode seven, seven the wrong episode a couple of weeks ahead... That person is fired. Also, how the fuck do you make a mistake like that? Also, how the fuck could something like the that only not thing, be automated? The only thing I can assume in terms of how can you make a mistake like that is that sometimes uh, production codes are different for episode schedule. For instance, episode four, the one we just watched, was actually the fifth in the episode schedule. So maybe somehow episode seven was four, but that still wouldn't make sense to me. In fact, that would make less sense to me. But I don't know. I don't know how it happened. It happens sometimes, but usually when it happens, it's very early on. For example, uh, the first five episodes of Capaldi's era were leaked, like, months before he actually aired. But here's the thing. When they were leaked, A, they lacked any special effects, and B, they were completely black and white with a watermark. This was the full fucking broadcast episode. You see, the only way that I could see this was leaked was that it wasn't really leaked. What it means is that from... From when the man uploading the file to the Amazon. So, you know, as a company, whoever whoever owns, who would own that? Well, Amazon. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I mean, I mean, what a uh, cartoon network. Oh, I mean, Adult Swim, technically, because adult I never swim. Adult So, adult, swim. you know, the man working at Adult Swim to upload the content onto Amazon Prime so they can post it at the, like, you know, the agreed time. He, the only way that could have happened is if he uploaded the wrong file for you know titled episode what was that supposed to be episode it was episode seven what was it supposed supposed to be four so you know he'd upload episode four but it was with the wrong file and no one checked it no one checked it between then and when it was released that's the only way that it could have happened imagine if it was the season finale imagine if it was the season finale unless they did it purposefully yeah but here's the thing if they did it purposely a why was it only amazon prime and B, why was it removed so quickly and still hasn't been like addressed by Adult Swim? They don't want to. They don't. They don't talk. They ain't talking about it. Well, they haven't. They haven't. They haven't said anything. No, about I learned it. about it from fans on the subreddit because loads of fans. Surely they will have to to mention to acknowledge it happening. I don't know. The BBC never formally mentioned the Doctor Who leaks. They tried to sweep it under the rug. It was fucking websites and news articles that 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 addressed it. They didn't want to comment See. on it. That's interesting. I wonder if we'll see if we'll see them actually acknowledge it, or whether it will be just something that's forgotten about. But okay, so episode seven. It, okay, it might be bad to watch a leak, but for the purposes of this podcast, is the excuse I'm going to use there. Yeah, we decided to watch it. Okay, right. First of all, the people who watched this, thinking it was episode four, and thus hadn't watched episode four, I cannot imagine what they thought of. Because that's... And that's another thing, actually. I read it on Reddit when I found out about the leak. I read that apparently it would feature the return of the giant incest baby. When I first read that, I thought that was complete bullshit. Yeah. Because people hate... Like, that episode four of season five is now the lowest rated episode on IMDb of Rick and Morty. Yeah. Fans hated it. So I was like... I, I read that and was like, some guy's trying to make people... You know, he's baiting people, essentially. Yeah. No, he fucking wasn't. <laughs> I can't believe he wasn't. But here's the thing. All right, let's go through the, the plot. Yeah. 
So yes, and major spoilers here because yeah, it's a leaked episode, so you might you genuinely might not be able to find it or might not want to watch it and stuff. So if not, I don't know. I'll put time codes in. It's it's still it's full quality. It's normal quality. Yeah, but they fully made it. Yeah, but some people mean not. They're not like us. But they maybe like just can't find it. You know. I see. Yeah. Or like yeah, they just don't want to watch it. You know, they want to wait until it airs in three weeks. So I'll put time codes in the description either way. Yeah. But. So, Rick, Morty, and Summer are going to Boob World, <laughs> which has been That's referenced tough. before Boob World. It has, yeah. Uh, and on the way, uh, Rick spots a giant Voltron robot. And Goldron, sorry, is what they called it. And the Goldrons, what do they resemble? Ferrets? Yeah. They're like big ferrets, yeah. This was the Go-Go-Tron. The Go-Go, yeah, he wants to make a Go-Go-Tron out of the, out of the Goldrons, and then he wants to make a Go-Go-Go-Tron. <laughs> but yeah, and... Uh, Morty wants to ignore it and go to Boob World, which makes him kind of resent Morty a little bit for that. And so he decides to kind of take Summer on as like his main companion there. Yeah. And then he does a really funny gag where Morty begins having a voiceover, being like, and that's how it all started. It, we didn't know it, but it would all change from the. And then it immediately cuts to Summer having a different voiceover. And Morty's voiceover is like, wait, what? Can you hear me? Hello? Like, what's going on? <laughs> like, <laughs> what's happening? It, it was a really funny gag. Yeah. And then, so that he finds, I think the idea of it was he already had the other Goltron armors, because he does just randomly have the other four. Because he, because of his childhood. Yeah, like he, yeah, he always went. But it's the implication because we don't see him collect the other four. So was that like he he completed his collection with that one? I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he already he already had like an established interest. Well, I mean, technically, I mean, in the episode, yeah, he's never mentioned a Goldron thing before. <laughs> but yeah, so he already had them all, and this was the final one. And then when he gets it, he, he assembles the family, and he's like, we've all got to become Goldron robots now. <laughs> and they, 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 he shoots them all into space in their, sim, in their different Goldrons, and they form a Go-Go-Katron, or whatever it is. Yeah, so they like, they connect all of the robots together, so like... As limbs. Like, two of the robots create a limb, the other one, the other limb, and then the body, the legs, the head, and they like, they combine them all together, five together, make one. And then he's like, well, now we need to make a Go-Go-Go-Tron, which is with (laughs) five of those limbs, so it would be 25. And to do that, he goes into the multiverse, and yeah, this is the first appearance of well, we don't actually know that because it could appear in uh, five or six. But if it doesn't, this would be the first appearance of the portal gun uh, in the series, like actually having a, yeah. a plot point in the series. Yeah, you didn't mention that. Which could be relevant, or it could not be. I don't know, it depends on the next two episodes. Yeah. Uh, but he brings in a load of different alternate uh, Smiths, uh, different Ricks and Mortys and Beths and Jerrys and Summers. And he's like, look, I'm you guys, okay? I know how much you guys love the fucking Goldtrons. I love the Goldtrons. I know you guys have already started finding Goldtron pieces. We will help you find the rest of your Goldtrons if you agree to form a Go Go Goldtron. <laughs> you know, like a Mega Go Go A Mega Go Go So they go around and start killing various anime characters in order to get their Goldtrons. And uh, it all goes well, to be fair. Like they create like a a factory of smiths all, all doing yeah. various shit yeah. and then I don't know Rick starts to get a bit drunk with power I guess like he he, st- he starts to get drunk with power but it's more and interesting and also alcohol he gets drunk yeah. too <laughs> what, what's also interesting is that Summer 
slowly starts to replace Morty. Yeah. In that episode, which is quite weird. And Something he shows so before. much. He's showing so much more affection to them. He kisses Summer on her forehead at one point in this episode. He's never done anything like that before. It's a very different side to the character. It is. And yeah, then we get to that fucking dinner scene. And it was here where you... Do you want to bring up the sexualization of Summer Smith? Oh, shit. <laughs> Can you turn that off? Yeah. Um, I think that's an interesting thing to talk about. Um, it is weird. And I noticed this in the first episode of the new, of the new season. Yeah. There was like an arse shot of summer that like was. like there was like you know a direct like shot of summer's ass <laughs> in the first episode which i noticed i was like wait hang on what why is that there it's literally there for no other reason other than to be a shot of summer's ass and then like throughout they're talking you know summer's got things like well, suck my tits <laughs> eat my boobs yeah, she, what she, is it she only talks sexual references and yeah. innuendos now yeah. and yeah it's specifically strange. she says to Jerry her father suck my white tit yeah. eat my and she's you know and it was weird like there's that scene where she's with uh, Rick in the spaceship and they're both visualising and talking in graphic detail about eating ass. her and Rick yeah. her grandfather they're both like and we're gonna be like, yeah. <laughs> like that's that's quite weird yeah. you know and yeah and and they've got a lot of, a lot of like they had another they have like they have loads of shots of like summer side on showing off her tits yeah or like from the back showing an ass shot like defined like, you, you know, know like or no lots of leg in yeah. the, like some of her costumes they sexualize her more than do Beth and way yeah, more than Beth I just think why why is this here why are they doing this it's so weird it's so unnecessary why are they doing this and it's because sex sells yeah. and, and because a lot of fucking people that enjoy the show probably like probably, yeah probably fancy somewhere a bit i mean here's a fun fact and it's not fun it's disturbing but it's still a fact most popular rick and morty uh fan fiction pornos number one rick and morty number two summer and morty which is especially weird considering how much the that. fan base hate the incest baby yeah which again let's Go back to the plot because that, that comes up. Yeah. So during the dinner party, Morty storms out because he sees how much, you know, he's been replaced. Yeah. And then a, a basically anime mob family kidnap him. And are like, you know, we see we see you're the smartest one here and you don't like it here. We want our suits back and we want your help to get them. And Morty's like, you want my help? You go fuck yourselves. And he causes the car to crash because Morty Smith is a little fucking badass. He is. He's a fucking. As as we've discovered, as we've discovered in the recent episodes, Morty has become a more defined character. And something that you said that was mentioned was that a theory is that this season is the the backstory to Evil Morty. Yeah. And I think it could be because because you know you you know in in the previous episode we see him single handedly without Rick's help. Without, you know, without Rick being there, without the help of anyone, he's single-handedly... Also without empathy, he didn't feel bad Without empathy, shit. on his lonesome, kills, obliterates four people. He... Like, you know, before it, like, you know, there's the fucking, the, the purge one. Mm-hmm. But that's with Rick. You know, he has Rick there, you know, he's yeah. doing it with Rick. Rick is helping him do it. This time, he did it on his own, and he kicked ass. He literally, and yeah, we talked about this earlier, and this... Because this happened in the fight. Morty Smith did this. He put a ring in a woman's mouth, said air, 
and her head exploded. Yeah. Morty Smith, the 14-year-old boy, has after, done that. After he'd broken into the room, after killing their other... And beheaded him. Yeah, beheaded him. Eddie, Eddie. You Eddie. know, the fucking... The Eddie. gangster. Hey! The fuck, some fucking gangster mob boss. He's voiced by Steve Buscemi, I found out. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. I know. <laughs> but he fucking... He kicked ass. He kicked his ass. He fucking wrecked him. He destroyed him. him. Yeah. He destroyed him. Fucking Morty Smith. It brought more power to the character. It made you think kind of like, whoa okay you know like you know this isn't just you know i'd I'd even go so far to say that this season morty's shown more power than rick yeah no definitely he has fucking killing people with the i mean think of the first episode he destroyed a civilization on his own too yeah like yeah yeah he's 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 become more rick than rick has yeah maybe that's it maybe that's why evil morty is that way maybe it's because he's become rick he's the rickest morty he's the rickest morty yeah maybe he's yeah maybe that's the maybe that's it but but yeah so continuing on with the plot uh summer fires jerry and beth and jerry and beth and uh at one point oh it's actually it is a funny conversation in the thing uh beth jokingly is like should we like take her out and jerry's like well if anyone should it should be you it's legal for you right and and beth is like what what you think it's legal for mothers to kill their kids that's just a joke that mothers say. What fucking world do you live in, Jerry? And Jerry's like, I live in a world where mothers killing their children isn't comedic. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, that was a little, that was a funny little exchange. Yeah. But then Summer comes in and it's like, Rick fired me. And Beth and fucking Jerry are like, oh no, what what have we become? You know, like, what should we do? <laughs> what have we become? What have we become? <laughs> And at that point, Selma sits on the sofa, and it was at this point I realised that that Reddit post was telling the truth, and I was dumbfounded. She sits on the sofa and is like, I need to tell you guys something. Do you guys remember... And it was also at this point, well, I'm going to talk about how I think it was actually kind of manipulative. Uh, She sits on the sofa and is like, do you guys remember that giant incest baby that happened a couple of weeks ago that people can't stop talking about? It was that line specifically. She says that shit. She says that people can't stop talking about. This was released on the same day as episode four. Yeah. That line was written knowing that people were going to talk about the incest baby. Knowing that people were going to hate the incest baby. Because I think in their heads, and I think it's probably very true. And I think if we actually rewatch Rick and Morty with this philosophy, we might actually be surprised. I've actually, I think maybe... I think they plan a lot more than we think, maybe. Because if this aired in three weeks, everyone would have been like, oh, they slipped that in because they saw how much people hated the incest baby. Yeah. But no, it was there from the very beginning. However, think about how how easy it is, really, to animate that. Not that hard. You can get an animator to animate it in a day. You could get a bunch of animators to animate it in a couple of hours. No, but it was... The what, if they'd, what if they'd recorded that on the day? What if they'd seen already, you know, that? what if Justin Roiland had seen... What was happening? And he was like, we need to film something no, but, like in now. No, because the f- it was released at the same time. Like, it was released for the... the Amazon- same time. Because, it, yeah, when it was released, you can buy it on Amazon Prime because that's, you know, when you buy it and you pre-order it, uh, you know, that's how you fucking see it. I see. It was... It, it, trust me, that wasn't it. Like, really? This was, a, this was the real episode, man. That's insane. This was supposed to air in three weeks. That was... Okay? That, that's insane. I know. So they did just... They created something that they not only knew would be talked about a lot, but that they knew would be hated. 
It just, it baffles me. Because it was. It's the lowest rated episode on fucking Rick and Morty now. It's hated a lot. Like, it's badly hated. Which I don't, I, I mean, you disagree with me on this. I enjoyed it more than 2 and 3. I kind of get why people would hate it. I did think it Actually, was... no, no. Actually, sorry, I tell a lie. I enjoyed 4 more than 2 and 3. 7? I don't know. I don't know. It was fun. But I think, because me and you actually, we in the middle of the episode, we like paused it and actually had to talk about it. Because like, yeah. the show feels very different now. Like it Rick does. and Morty has gone through a very drastic change this season. And it's been it's been happening since seasons two and four. We've talked about that too. Maybe on the podcast. How after the wedding scrunchers, you know, season two finale, it felt very different. Rick that was the first time that Rick was like proclaimed the smartest man in the universe. Yeah. He became like a god. Yeah. And yeah, it's just it's gone through another shift, and I don't know how to describe this shift yet. I, I can't even pinpoint what's changed, but something has. I think multiple things have changed. The dynamics between all the characters has slightly changed for all of them. Mm. So that's why it feels like so unnoticeably different, because logically anything hasn't really changed. It's still the same like the same sort of subject matter, but kind of like the interactions, like the subtle social interactions between the characters have all changed. Yeah. Like Rick is like suddenly more loving and favourable of his family. He's suddenly more favourable of Summer over Morty. It's He's like showing affection. The whole, the whole dynamic has changed. At the beginning, it was Rick and Morty. That was it. It was just him and Morty. That was it. It was no one else. And now... It's like the whole family. It's a part of the episode. No, but it, it, I mean, it still feels like, even compared to like season four, it still feels different. Yeah. You know? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I think, because, I mean, episode, I mean, there's a lot of new writers this season. And we talked about that earlier, too, how Justin has uh, Solo Opposites, which is on Disney Plus, which we will talk about on the podcast. It's, it's amazing. Mm. And Dan is working on some sort of Greek mythology show. I don't think there's much out about it, and there's no episodes out or anything yet. It's still in early development, but he has got another show that he's working on. And there's a lot of new writers this season, and I don't know, maybe they've just kind of stepped away from the behind the scenes a bit more. I think so. That's what yeah. I think. I mean, it feels so much different. And you can tell. You can tell. You can instinctively tell that it feels different yeah. from the previous seasons of Rick and Morty. Heck, you know, even the last season that we had, it feels so much different than that, you know? It feels a lot different. So I think I think it's noticeable, you know. Like it's, the one the one with Planetina. I I said it I said it last episode too, actually. I think that's when I brought it up. It felt like a season one episode. And maybe it fucking was, you know, maybe a guy wrote it when it was still in season one and two and just didn't change much when he submitted it. But mm. the show has aggressed. Maybe all of these people are kind of like that. They don't really know where the show stands right now. And they're blending all the different tones of the seasons together. Because they haven't been there to see that progression. You know? Well, they would have been there to see it, but not to be a part of its development. Yeah, exactly. Like, seeing it from the outside and being inside the creative thing is a very different story, you know? Yeah. Like, if I was to just write an episode of Rick and Morty, I, it probably would also have a bit of, like, tonal blend there. I yeah. need to very much know the headspace of where everything is right at that point, you know? But the way but the way it is envisioned in, in relation to where it is right now. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 
I think I think that's probably the case because they've got other. You know, Rick and Morty was a huge commercial success. It was. It was a commercial success, like you know, mainstream. It was mainstream. It, it's in Justice League. Barry exactly. Allen's watching it in his fucking TV. You know, you know, it, it went big. It went big. It was one of the biggest cartoon, not Cartoon Network, fucking. Alex Swim. No, and not only gone. one of the big, the big, the, the biggest, the, the only big. Yeah. Like. Yeah, and that's the thing. They went commercial successfully, mm-hmm. and that is a would shit you, ton of money. Would you describe Rick and Morty as having sold out? Maybe. If 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 they have given up, if they've if they have just like given up on the fucking the writing side of it, then on the writing side of it to pr- like to pursue other things, then yeah. Because like so. I mean I won't lie, but. Season two and what season one and two of Solo Opposites were like when they peaked, like the war episodes. Yeah, they were really like, good. There's been nothing of that quality in season five of Rick and Morty so far. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's still season one is still the best episode of that season for me. And I maybe honestly, that was written in season think, four. Who knows? I honestly know? think that that's the case. It could be. I, I honestly think that that's the case because it makes a lot of sense. Because, It'd be a real shame. Because though, you know, Solar Opposites is really good quality. You know, it's, it's better quality than what we've seen so far on the new season of Rick and Morty. And it has been. And I think that's the case. You know, people move on. People come up with a cool idea. But can you really stay at Rick and Morty that long when you fucking created but it? But they've still got five ago? seasons contracted. If it's already starting to go... I wouldn't say it's bad, but if it's already starting to get right. worse... You know, we, we're enjoying it, but we don't spend 24-7 live, breathe, create Rick and Morty. Exactly. Which is... That's what they were doing for all those months where the seasons were coming out. They were live, breathe, creating Rick and Morty all the time, 24-7. That was their life. Could you really do that all the time? For seven more seasons, no, there, there's no way you would lose passion. They should have taken the you deal. You would run out. You you would run out. So obviously they've gotten other people involved and they've moved on to new shit. Rick and Morty is old. Like Rick and Morty came out fucking ages ago. I think ago. it was two thousand and like eleven, twelve, twelve. I think it was two thousand twelve. Because season yeah season two came out in two thousand fourteen I think and it was it was two year gaps at that point. Yeah, which is uh, apparently that's not going to be a thing anymore. Since that deal's happened, we're going to get, or like we get, they're going to try to do a season a year. See, I actually think that's, that's the thing. case. I, I actually know. think that's the case. I don't yeah. think Justin Roiland and the other guy are doing it anymore. I think they've moved Dan on Harmon. to their own. Dan Respect Harmon. his name. He did oh, community. I, I, I don't. I don't know. But I, I honestly think Rick and Morty is old. They would have been doing it for ages now they're not going to be wanting to continue to do it they want to move on to other stuff you know further their career not stay on rick and morty which was big like you know a couple of years ago that was when it blew up that was the, you know that was that was it for them they can move on to the next big thing now i just i don't want it to come to become like a family guy i honestly think with 70 episodes it is going to become a family guy 70 episodes bradley there is no way you can have 70 episodes of quality, of the same quality we saw in, like, you know, season one, two, three. Here's the thing. I actually slightly disagree. All right, because here's... You're not seeing Community, all right? Mm-hmm. But Community... All right, so there's six seasons of Community, all right? And 
it's very much agreed in the fan community that uh, seasons one to three are the golden period. Season four is mediocre to outright bad. And in season five to six are actually fine, but they just don't capture the spirit. Season one to three, though, because this is the thing, this was a live action sitcom on NBC. Unlike Rick and Morty, the first three seasons had 20 episodes each season. And seasons one to three are fucking brilliant. And that is almost 70 episodes. Okay. You know, that is, that's over 60. And uh, they are. Series one to three. And I, I really, I think you should give them a chance. You would love Community if you got into it. We got, we got to watch it at some point properly. To be fair, I suppose, yeah. If the passion and the budget is there, it would be really good. But and, and that's the thing, a do lot, they a have lot the of, budget? A lot of Dan, a lot of what works about Rick and Morty, what truly works story-wise and character-wise comes from Dan Harmon. Like, he does still have a big part of the show. It's It was Justin's idea and it's his art style and they're, they're his characters. But the actual, like, progression of it and, like, you know, the, the character moments and the way the stories, like, conclude and wrap up, that's all Harmon. Like, yeah, you, you, we got to watch Community at some point. Because mm. when it gets good, man, seriously, like season season three of Community, season, I'd say season to three. To be fair, I've seen, I have seen a couple of episodes of Community and I've enjoyed the ones that I've seen. Season three is one of the best seasons of, of fucking comedy I've seen. Like, it's so consistently brilliant mm-hmm. and it ends so fucking well. Mm-hmm. It, the, the season finale two-parter, which I'll say, of season three, yeah. Are some are, are possibly community's best episodes. It's a bold claim. Shared by some people, I think. I think some people would say they're the best. I don't think they're the best best, but they are fucking up there as like top tier episodes. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I'll have to watch it all. I have to yeah. watch it all. I've seen I've seen some of the early episodes and I've enjoyed what I've seen. I, sh- so I think far. I think I showed you like yeah, I showed you like the first four or five. Yeah. I've enjoyed what I've seen so far. But we should watch some more. Thanks, man sorry. it gets good it gets really it gets it becomes <laughs> seriously season 3 is like one of the best comedies on television I wish I'd mate, I was young when it aired but man like yeah I wish I could relive season 3 for the first time yeah yeah no I definitely definitely have to watch it definitely yeah. 100% and that's an actual that's actually oh my god now I'm a bit scared because season 4 is so bad because Harmon was actually officially fired from the show at that point, so we had nothing to do with it. But he's not been officially fired, but if he's slowly having less and less to do with Rick and Morty, as is Justin, I mean, if that's why season four is bad, that's maybe what's going to happen with Rick and Morty then. Maybe. I think it might, I think it might be so. Because, like, you know, Rick and Morty's been around for a while now. Yeah, like, we don't notice it so much, but it's been around for a while. It has, you know, so they're going to want be wanting to move on to their next thing. You know, they're not going to want to be, like, you know, the height of their career to be Rick and Morty. You know, they want to move on to other stuff, I would imagine. How long do you think Soda Opposites has left? How much more of Soda Opposites do you think they could take? Man, I think that is really good. I think Soda Opposites is really good. I think it should be bigger. Yeah, it is. I think it should be more popular. It's re- yeah, it is really, it's really like, good. I it's weird actually. It's so small that I was kind of reluctant to check it out. I don't know why I hadn't checked it out sooner. Like I saw it was on Disney Plus, and finally at some point I was just I was really bored. I was like, I'll give it a go. Because man, it's it's it I is never... better quality, way more enthralling, 
and exciting and it gets you into it way better way more than the more recent yeah. Rick and Morty episodes way and more. I won't lie the first couple of episodes of season one they felt like Rick and Morty scripts yeah you know like the giant fucking uh, monster cat man that they made yeah. in the first episode and then the, the fucking microbe molecule man thing in the second one like it felt a bit Rick and Morty-esque but the more they f- and spoilers for this the more they focus on that fucking wall and that's what I'm thinking about like, that wall subplot was really good it's so really good. good it's so good and it's a subplot it is and, it's a subplot and the idea it's of insane. making oh, the, and the idea of giving it a dedicated episode each season is genius it's genius and it was a myth the child the child He's still oh, it's so it like that. good, man! It's so good. It's really good. I, I encourage anyone listening to this watch it. Yes, watch it's on Disney show. Plus. It's so good. Or Hulu? Is Hulu actually still a thing? I don't even know. Some people, I think, I know. No, a lot of people use Hulu. No, but I mean, is it literally still a thing, or is it like owned by Disney yeah. Plus now? Oh, I'm not sure, but it is still a thing. You okay. can still use Hulu. I'm pretty sure. Okay, then yeah, it's on Disney Plus or Hulu. Yeah. And there's going to be a Christmas special, I think. I, I honestly Because it, it ended with that, and I, I don't think it's a gag. From what I've seen on the internet, it will be a Christmas special. So that could be fun, yeah. you know? Selling out for a Christmas special. Hey, Doctor Who's <laughs> Christmas specials are fun. Yeah, it's true, it's true. Yeah. Doctor Who is fun, in general. We should definitely talk about Doctor Who on one of these one of these. Podcasts. Oh, on one of these episodes, we're going to go deep into Doctor Who lore and canon. Oh, Doctor Who is amazing. That is going to be an no, excellent This one. episode won't break two hours, but the one where we talk about Doctor Who, that one's going to be a two-hour one. So brace yourself, folks, okay? We're going to okay. get deep into Doctor Who. And there will be no other topics. Do you Doctor, understand? Doctor Who is at the heart. Do you know what the other topics of that episode are going to be? Uh, the Sarah Jane Adventures and Torchwood, okay? Some <laughs> <laughs> genres of Doctor Who. Yes, the yes. spin-offs. <laughs> and Big Doctor Who, uh, Doctor Who is brilliant. If you are British... And you haven't seen yeah. Doctor Who, fucking watch it. And also, if you like Rick and Morty, like you like the sci-fi of Rick and Morty, but you don't like like the zaniness or the comedy isn't for you, like it's 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 it's, it's like you could you could see it as like a parody of Doctor Who sometimes. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, no. It's, like Rick, shares, Rick is kind of shares. a parody of the, of the Doctor in a lot of ways. He even at one point in one of the season finales is like, "I'm Doctor Who in this motherfucker." <laughs> like, yeah. You know, it's it's just a man. Yeah. he's a man. He's a he's man. a woman now. She's a woman now. They're just a person. A humanoid. A human. Well, not a human. A humanoid. They're a time lord lady. They were were Gallifreyan. (laughs) (laughs) Not to get political. Not to get political. Not like Doctor Who hasn't got political or anything. (laughs) Oh, God. Another... We'll save it for another podcast. Another podcast. We will. And, yeah, I think that's the end of this one. We were going to talk, and I suppose we'll we'll mention this because we'll talk about it a bit next episode. We will have an episode where we talk about video games, and not only our favourites, but ones we think like you know changes the industry, ones we found really disappointing. Just just really go in depth on video games, you know. Because it's a big part of a lot of people's lives. It is. It's a big part. And we're also going to talk about Hector's hatred of single player games. (laughs) Oh no! (laughs) Just as a tease. Yeah. But yeah, thank Trust you. Me, I hate. He hates them. He despises them. Oh, they I killed his mum. <laughs> I hate them. Thank
thank you for listening to this episode of Nevergreen. Hector, thank the audience. Thank you for listening to this episode of Nevergreen. This has been an episode of Nevergreen. <laughs> the second one. And we'll see you next time. We will. Bye. Bye.